General Baptist Ministries has been called by God to exist for the church. We aren't here so General Baptist can help us do ministry. We are here to help the church do ministry and to fulfill its commission by God to make disciples of all nations and preach the good news to every man, woman, boy, and girl. We partner with churches because we believe that we can do more together than any one person or church can do alone. I'm Danny Donovan, president of General Baptist Ministries, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Doing Together. Doing Together is about sharing the ways that General Baptists partner together so that your church can fulfill its calling. Skylar and Kathy Brantley and their children, Allie and Jeremiah, had planned and prepared to be missionaries to the Philippines working with the Montexalog Bible Institute. They were scheduled to move to the Philippines in 2020 when the COVID-19 pandemic shut down all the possibilities of them being able to obtain visas. After many months of waiting for restrictions to lift, an opportunity arose in late 2021 for the Brantleys to redirect to another field in the Pacific. So in January of this year, they became missionaries to the island of Guam, where they have begun to work to restart the Agat Community Church. Guam was the very first international field for General Baptists. Mark Powell recently recorded a conversation with the Brantleys about their life and ministry on Guam. So I'm talking to Skylar and Kathy Brantley. We interviewed them just before they left for Guam. And now we're conducting a little follow-up interview because they are, they are living on Guam and they're preparing to reopen one of our churches on Guam. And so, uh, Skylar, Kathy, how, how long have you guys been on Guam now? About a month and a half. Yeah, about, a month a, and a about half. six weeks. Yeah. So you've been there six weeks, and how how's the family doing? We're doing well. I think uh, we're adjusting quite well. We're um, we still have we don't have the island life down yet because they're more laid back here. Um, so I really cut my to do list down to like one thing a day or two things a day. That's about all you can get accomplished. But um, I think we're adjusting well. We we adjust different ways per person. So if one person's having a bad day, hopefully they're through having a good day, and we seem to be making it quite well. So now you guys are living at one of the churches. Is that correct? Yes, we're living at Agate Community Church. We've turned three of the Sunday school rooms into our living quarters, and the other half of the church is is the uh, fellowship hall, and then you have the sanctuary. But uh, there's no space in the church that we can we can have living quarters here. So what's what's it like right around the church? What's the what's the community like? The community is very close knit. Um, we have a school, elementary school, right across the road in front of the church, and we've met a lot of teachers that come out and uh, take breaks outside the church during the day. We met several teachers that way. Maybe uh, we've met a couple parents. Um, the community here is very close knit. Um, the neighbors know everybody, so it didn't take long to get to know everybody. We was out working in the yard and during the day, and they invited us to a barbecue one night and got to meet several of the neighbors. It's um, it's pretty nice. The church has a pretty big backyard, and so it's pretty open here. Everything is uh, going well. We also had the opportunity to meet the Agate Mayor. He met with us and took time out of his schedule to sit down and 
talk with us about some of the neighborhood revitalization that he's working on. Um, they're working on the infrastructure. They're redoing some roads uh, to make travel easier within the village. Um, they're working on cleaning up some of the areas as well. They're doing a lot of public health work. And he actually asked me if I would be willing to help with some of the public health outreach with COVID. Um, so he's given my name to uh, the public health nurse, and I'm waiting to hear from her on how I can help with that. Now, your the, the plan is to reopen uh, the Agat Community Church. How long has it been closed? Well, that depends on really who you ask. Officially, about five years. If you ask the community, about 15 to 20 years which tells me that who was ever cheered didn't do any community outreach or evangelistic stuff because they were just, they had a few people and they had a building. So uh, I think a fish is about five years, but actually be part of the community is probably closer to 15. There's, there's been a struggle. Part of that struggle is the fact that we are based in a predominantly Catholic area. The question that you get asked here is not um, what type of church do you go to or what denomination necessarily it's, are you Christian or are you Catholic? And unfortunately, even in that Christian lumping, um, you get a lot of beliefs that are not Christian uh, lumped into that just because you're not Catholic. Uh, so that's that's a struggle in this area. Um, that's something that has to be overcome. And we're hoping to overcome part of that by doing these small groups on Friday nights that are more basic religious studies versus um, a preaching hour uh, to where we can learn the the basis of the neighborhood of the people and, and what they truly deep down believe um, so that we can help guide them and help them to grow in their walk with Christ. Now, there are some other churches on the island who are historically connected to General Baptist. Uh, have you been able to work with any of those churches? Yeah, we um, there's actually three different churches, and we've been to two of the three. But we rotate our Sundays between Jigo Community Church and uh, Agonia Heights. And we go from Sunday there, and we go Bible study on Wednesdays to Jigo because Agonia Heights doesn't have Bible study there. But we go back and forth so we can make those relationships. And it's been going well. They've been very welcoming. Uh, they've been a lot of the um, – People at Gigo has come down and put a lot of sweat equity into the church. They've been when we got here, they've done a shower, they've painted, they helped clean part of the yard up. So they their their church has a lot invested. And talking to the pastors, it, it's got their church excited about helping this church get started again, and that and that that's good. They're eager to see a a church presence again on the southern part of the island. Um, so they've Good. been very willing to help us and to help support us in in prayer and finances, um, encouragement. Um, they're willing to, you know, come down and help with outreach to get people to to see that the church is open again. Um, they've been willing to help us with that as well. So they have they've been a huge support. Now. I mean, after six weeks, you're you're still adjusting. But what would you say um, you've enjoyed the most about Guam? It would have to be two things. I never pick one. 
And there's a lot of great things about Guam from the people to the weather to the ocean. And as I said, it's a combination of all three. Being from Kentucky, yeah, we had Kentucky Lake, but that's not really a whole lot of water compared to the Pacific Ocean. So uh, we discovered snorkeling. And it's amazing how clear the water is once you go under. And the amount of fish that you see that's close to you that you can't see just from looking in the water. And so usually about once a week, we have a family day. We either go we go to the ocean and snorkel or, or do something like that just to, just to have some free time. And uh, I see snorkeling has been really great here. As, 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 and the coral reefs are just amazing. And then there's a lot of hiking trails. We haven't done any hiking or anything. There's a lot of hiking trails. And, uh, but the weather here is kind of like Groundhog Day. It's the same every day. The only difference is the amount of rain. And it's usually middle of the high 80s and always lows in the 70s and usually a constant breeze or pretty close to a breeze. And what have you found the most challenging so far? Uh, the most challenging would be how people don't leave their village. Um, it's a very small island and coming from rural America, it's for us, it's nothing um, for me to drive, you know, 30 minutes to the grocery store. You know, that's that's a normal thing. Um, here, if I tell somebody that I'm going to drive from Agate to Anderson Air Force Base, which is about a 40 minute drive, they just don't understand that. Why would you drive that far? Um, and so even reaching out and inviting people to church or to um, the small group or Bible study, um, you know, the first thing is, well, what village do you live in? And, um, you know, when you find out that they're outside of Agate, you know, it's going to be hard to convince them to come. It, it takes a lot more of investment of, of talking and, you know, really showing the purpose of being involved in the church to get them to commit to, um, to a drive. Uh, so that's, that's probably been the most challenging. Um, I'd like to comment really quick about one of the things that I have really, really fallen in love with, um, and in Guam and that's on Tuesday nights in our village. Uh, they do a farmer's market at the mayor's office. Um, the first week we went, uh, we were the outsiders. We were new. Everybody just kind of looked at us by the end of the night. People were talking to us. People were sharing their foods that they sell. Um, now I actually ran into one of the ladies who sets up there at the commissary and she was, she was like, Hey cat, how are you? And she ran up and gave me a hug and and it's just you once you're in, you're in. And once you build those those friendships, then it is a friendship like none other. So that that has been wonderful to go on Tuesday nights and to have that fellowship and, you know, to to just be there and to, and to talk with those people on Tuesday nights. And that's one thing I've noticed here is you've got to have those relationships. The worst thing you do here that I found out that if you went around, knocked on doors, invited people to church, that's a no-no. You've got to be established in the community. You've got to know people. They've got to know you. They got to know why you're here. They got to have that friendship built up. And we've been building friendships now that if I go over to talk to them and, and we talk about Jesus or coming to church, it doesn't offend them because they've met me. We're, we're, you know, loose friends. And, you know, and it's just kind of you got to build that rapport up. It, it's different here because we are the outsider. 
and coming to a village, everybody knows everybody. And you got to build those friendships up first. So you're involved in community or you're, you're, you're doing community involvement type of, of things, building relationships. I know you're working on building a launch team. Uh, and so it's hard to hard to know exactly um, when you feel comfortable to launch. But but what would be what would you say is your target date for trying to to get things uh, uh, going at the church to try to relaunch? Our target date is actually Easter. Um, that's that's the date that we have set to have a goal to work toward. Um, we felt that if we didn't assign a date, we would just kind of get lost and not um, not have the focus to to work toward it. Um, so we wanted to set those goals. Uh, one of the big things that we're doing to work toward that and to start establishing that launch team that you mentioned is the Friday night uh, small groups to get to know the people in the community, find out who is actually searching for a church. We also have some connections to... Jules, who is from Saipan, but now lives on Guam, and she's going to help with music ministry. Um, there's also a young man who attends at GIGO, who has, is in the Air Force. He has also volunteered to be present to help us in any way that we need. Um, so we have those connections starting. There's a family that we haven't actually got to meet yet, but have had some a loose connection to that attends Agania Heights, but is from Agate. And once they heard that the church was reopening, um, they have expressed interest of coming back here since it is in their village. And like we talked about, that's important to people. So we are starting to uh, loosely build that team right now. And and we're hoping and, and just praying that God provides what we need um, to be able to launch uh, on Easter. Have any General Baptist families reached out to you? you? You mentioned the military earlier. Have any of our General Baptist families reached out to you with names of, of uh, relatives or, or nieces or nephews or cousins that, that might be stationed on Guam by chance? Uh, we have met one family. Um, they are actually, the parents are from your area, um, from your church, your home church. And uh, so we have met with them. Unfortunately, they are not strong in church, but they have been very loving to us um, and they have reached out to help get us acquainted with the island, um, helped with some introductions on base. I'm in the process of meeting with the chaplains on base uh, to be able to do some military outreach as well to offer our our church to the military members. Um, Skylar and I are both prior service, and we know that typically on bases you have a Protestant service, but it's not a true denominational service. So if you're seeking a true denominational service, um, you're not going to get that on base. So we're reaching out to the chaplains to be able to put out there that we are in the neighborhood. We're about 10 minutes from the Navy base. Um, so that if there are any soldiers that are interested in a Baptist service, we are here. All right, great. What can what would you like people to pray with you about right now as you anticipate relaunching the Agat Church? I think the biggest thing is just for reception of the people um, to having a Baptist church in their neighborhood. 
and to have an openness and a willingness to come and see, you know, what we're about to see that we're preaching the word of God. Um, we're not, you know, just out there doing something weird, but that we are a true God believing God preaching church. I would ask that they pray for the the Friday small groups that people would come in and would start opening their hearts to us and and letting us, you know, minister to them, to their needs, and that they would in turn pray for us and help build the church from those small groups into a worshiping congregation. Okay. Is there anything else you guys would like to add before we finish our conversation? No, we just appreciate the prayers that y'all have been doing, and and we just um, appreciate the love we see on Facebook and the phone, well, no phone calls, but text messages and messengers, and uh, we just appreciate everybody back home supporting us to, to do his work across the sea. We appreciate the prayers. You know, the prayers are what are carrying us through, and the financial support has been overwhelming. Um, we, we are so thankful that people are financially behind the mission as well. And we just hope that we can continue to spread God's word and reestablish, like I said, a worshiping congregation here in Agate. Well, you guys uh, have been working towards this a long time, and uh, we're glad that you're on Guam and working towards getting the church reestablished. And so uh, we want to have prayer with you right now. Heavenly Father, we pray for... Skylar and, and Kathy and their family, that you would move powerfully through them as they interact with the community, as they build relationships, as they work to reestablish a church. Father, I pray that you would give them wisdom and direction. I pray that you would empower them with your Holy Spirit that they might be able to have the words to say and to have the influence of, of life and character as they, as they are seen by the community, by the school teachers, by the neighbors. I pray, Father, that you would just touch lives through them and, and create a, a desire and an interest to want to know you better, to know your son, Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray that you would anoint them and bless them. Give them the ability to adjust to their new lives, uh, the ability to adjust to being away from home. And Father, I just pray that your anointing would rest upon them. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank Mark Powell and Scholar and Kathy Brantley for sharing with us on this episode of the podcast. I want to invite you to join us in praying that the Brantley's ministry is effective and makes an impact on the island of Guam. If you were expecting to hear a conversation in this episode between Mark Powell and our missionaries in Honduras, let me assure you, you are not crazy. We did plan on doing that, but some scheduling issues required that we move that conversation a few weeks down the road. On the next episode of this podcast, we will be sharing a conversation between myself and Jim Pratt, our Director of Engagement, about prayer. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're using to access our content, and please leave us a review. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on the next episode of Doing Together. Doing Together.